Hey there, it's Craig Hemingway, Communications Manager for the City of Moose Jaw, and welcome once again to the Notorious Jawcast, the official podcast of the City of Moose Jaw, Canada's most notorious city. On this episode, the preliminary 2020 operating budget has been presented to Moose Jaw City Council, deliberations starting very soon. What is in the budget? City Manager Jim Pufalt will join us in a couple moments and explain. First off, a few things to recap from the most recent meeting of Moose Jaw City Council on November 12th. City Administration third quarter reports were presented and a whole lot of achievements and some challenges were highlighted, including uh, efforts continue to be made towards our brand new Request for Service app. A developer has been chosen. Implementation for the app early 2020. This app will allow you as a resident or anybody who has the app, frankly, uh, to take a picture of something in the city that might need some attention. You can then send that picture on its way. It will automatically go to the right department. You'll be notified when that issue has been resolved. A whole lot of other features in that app as well. And we'll have more as we get closer to its launch. Some other highlights from the third quarter, of course, uh, through Parks and Recreation. Boy, summer programming attendance was huge. Our playground program hosted over 8,000 participants, an increase of over 2,200 from 2018. Uh, Youth activity centers brought out 773 teens, more than double what came to those activity centers also in 2018. The summer day camps at Yara were full each of the eight weeks, and plans are to expand that program in 2020. And of course, over the summer, the new recreation passes were on sale. We sold 355 of those, which give you access to Yara Center, Kinsman Sportsplex, and Playmore Palace for those activities. And that brought in an extra $70,000 in revenue. And new Perfect Mind software at Parks and Rec allowed us to allow you uh, to register for programming online. So a lot of highlights there. Uh, Building permit value spiked over the summer, over six and a half million dollars in permits issued, more than two million more than the same quarter in 2018. 12 kilometers of roads were paved, a thousand square meters of roadways rebuilt, including Manitoba Street, of course, and and First Avenue South, that major intersection that was fixed over this summer. So some big things happening there. And of course, there continue to be some infrastructure challenges in our city. There were 35 water main breaks reported July through September, and to date, we've had 100 water main breaks, so potentially another record year. Now, beyond the quarterly reports, also at Council on November 12th, New fees for parks and recreation were approved that will continue to make affordability and accessibility a major part of parks and recreation in the city of Moose Jaw in 2020. There were big increases in attendance this past summer due to the membership rate reductions that came into effect on June 1st. And Parks and Rec wants to continue that focus by maximizing revenues through increased attendance. So in 2020, youth and child membership and admission rates will see no increases. Uh, Implementation of the seniors rate at the Sportsplex pool this past June has been very positive. And as we continue to attract seniors, all senior membership and admission rates will have a 0% increase in 2020. The only adjustment was a $4 increase to the seniors walking program monthly membership at Yara Center. That works out to about $1.25 per session if you use it 20 times a month. So still very affordable. All Yara Center aquatic and outdoor sports fields rates remain status quo. When new rates do come into effect, they will happen by April 1st now instead of June 1st to avoid rates changing during indoor arena season and 
an outdoor field season. Uh, adult admission rates increasing by 50 cents, and that adjustment results in a 7% increase to adult memberships and, and 3% increase to family rates. Toddler turf time program drop-in rate increased by $1.50, uh, and some market adjustments were applied to arena ice rates ranging from a 5% increase to minor rates and 25% increase to adult rates. And arena summer sport court rates mostly received a 2% increase. So some minor increases, but allows to keep pace with utility costs and, again, really aimed at affordability uh, and attendance at Parks and Recreation. And you can read more on what happened at City Council, including all that information, the quarterly reports, and a whole lot more with our City Council page at moosejaw.ca. Now, on to the budget. Budget 2020, the City of Moose Jaw's preliminary operating budget for next year, plus the five-year capital budget and five-year equipment reserve budget, have been presented to City Council deliberations on tap very, very soon. A 2.02% property tax increase has been proposed as part of that budget. How does it all break down? Here to explain is City Manager Jim Pufalt. And Jim, thanks for joining us. It's absolutely my pleasure. And I want to say before we get going, go Riders. Uh, Western Finals on Sunday, and of course, you know what's going to happen to the Bombers, so way to go. <laughs> yes, we do know. Well, it's been a busy place, City Hall, uh, the last uh, several weeks and months, frankly, getting ready to present uh, a proposed budget to City Council, and that's been uh, a desire of yours and, and all of us, really, at City Hall, uh, I mean, since you arrived, to try and get the budget process in place earlier and establish some guidelines for that process to ensure that uh, we can get that to Council in a reasonable time frame, so they've got plenty of time to deliberate and ask questions and then still have the opportunity to hopefully approve the budget before we hit the brand new year that the budget is meant for. Absolutely. It was really important for us as a city to hit the ground running in January 1st. And, you know, quite honestly, the sooner we get the budget done, the more time it allows us to get the work done next year. And as you know, we run multiple initiatives and projects and ongoing work that we do um, and anytime we lose any of those days or weeks, it impacts how much work we can get done in a year. And I think, you know, this year we did a really good job. Uh, the budget was fairly close to the end of the year. And so we did a good job of getting all our, a lot of our work done. But we want to get better at what we do, right? And it's really important that, you know, and council and, and, and administration shared the, the goal of getting the budget done earlier in the year because we need to give council plenty of time to work on it, as you said. And uh, we also need, um, you know, once approval comes from council to get, get going on stuff. And so it's really exciting that we've been able to do this. Um, you know, we're meeting next week and it's November. Uh, one of our, our first meetings is happening and, you know, it really... We built this budget on the 2019 budget, and that was work. You know, our quite honestly, our budgeting process never seems to end because while we finish off this budget, a lot of the initiatives and some of the things we're working on are, will have effects in the 2021 budget. And you know, we have we see the same really positive results this year from our initiative that we proposed last year to bring engineering in house. Um, and so that you're seeing that impact in our budget this year. So it's exciting to see uh, for us that, you know, we had strategic planning. We aligned the budget to the strategic plan. Uh, we developed some really good budget guidelines last year that helped us work our way through this year. Um, and I know that our meetings with, uh, with department heads and staff, when they weren't hitting the strate strategic plan, or those budget guidelines, those are the ones that we were sending back saying, well, you know what, this really is not our initiative that we've been pr 
proposing or working towards. So, you know, good ideas maybe, let's put them on the back burners for now, but we have a lot of work that we have to complete. So let's focus in and get our work done. So again, pretty exciting time. Glad that, uh, you know, the initiatives we started last year have come through and it takes a lot of diligence and work. And so we certainly, you know, appreciate all the work that all our staff have done. I mean, budget is not just me or finance department. It's absolutely everybody. We want everybody to be involved in the budget process. As you know, I very firmly believe that the frontline people know the best of some of the work that we're doing and have good ideas and that we need to get down to them. And so that's, you know, some of the work that will carry on this year. But again, I think the, the full team has did a great job, including council, because council is the ones that give us some guidelines as to what to look towards and what to work towards. And of course, the strategic plan is, is the guidance that we get from council that, you know, our day-to-day -day operations follow. So again, full team effort, excited and I think it's a really good budget because the increases are less than we anticipated in, in June and, and July. So pretty exciting. So let's talk about that. Uh, you know, contained in, in the budget, you know, we've got enhancements, continued enhancements to infrastructure, and that is certainly addressed. Uh, you know, we've worked to find efficiencies uh, that go along with a modest tax increase that has been proposed of 2.02%. And so could you break down uh, how we came up with that figure? Absolutely, 2.02, and, and I think that we were talking initially, it was around the four, um, and so a lot of uh, good things have happened budget-wise for us, and um, the first, of course, that there was additional revenue sharing came from the province, so that was exciting and good news for us, and then the second one, of course, is a lot of the initiatives we started last year, we're seeing the, the, the fruits are coming through right now, and so what we're seeing is 1.02 uh, Property taxes to help our general revenue fund is what we're required to stay even. And we want to bring uh, another 1% for recreation and buildings, uh, major repairs, because what we're seeing is that, you know, we really, our focus is on the cast iron program. There's no question, but we have to ensure there's enough funding to look after other facilities, because if not, we're you know, honestly kicking the can down the road and we're going to have potential, large potential for issues to happen down the road if we don't do our proper maintenance now. So we're pro proposing a 1% increase that'll be strictly allocated to capital projects on our facilities and recreation facilities. And then the third one, which has been, I think, discussed quite some time is the creation of the um, uh, infrastructure levy. And that's taking the, the old hospital levy that was, I think, dropped to $15 in 2019 and moving that up to $100, and again, that one is, you know, we haven't completely finalized the details on that, uh, but what I propose to council is that is a strict fund for uh, uh, the pavement that goes along with the cast iron program, and that allows us to get some more resources towards that program. And so that would be a separate reserve fund established solely for that purpose, and, you know, we'd be able to, uh, uh, to reconcile that at the end of the year and show how much was spent on that program on the pavement. And if there's anything left over, then of course that would be kept in the reserve and used in future years. So, I mean, again, it's a, it's a good budget. When we look at an average size property, uh, average uh, house value in the city, um, the increases are about $9.54 a month and $114.57 a year on average house. And so for all the services that we're providing, when you put that all together, it's about $133 a year, a month for property taxes, for municipal property taxes. We obviously have nothing to do with school, but we collect it. But when you look down at straight municipal property taxes, $133 a month. I mean, honestly, that's less than my, my 
my cell phone and my internet. So I'm thinking all the services we provide, fire and police, leisure services, concerts now, all that stuff that comes out of the general fund for that little month. I mean, this is a huge, we're the best deal in town by far. And along with the proposed property tax increase, a 6% increase to water rates and a 5% increase to sewer rates in 2020, Jim. Yeah, uh, again, as we know, I, I think we talk a lot about cast iron, but it certainly impacts a lot of areas. And in 2019, we had our highest water main breaks in history. And what we're spending right now, I think it's around $2 million on just water main breaks. And so that puts a lot of pressure on the water rates because, again, water should pay for itself. And so, um, again, that's requiring us to put a 6% on the water and really just to maintain the system. And as we know, um, we've had some help coming there. We have additional funds coming from the from the federal government, federal and provincial governments. Infrastructure funds are coming for the cast iron program. Sorry, the water main replacement program. Um, so we'll be able to allocate more resources there next year. We've created a second crew um, that's going to be working on a second water 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 crew that's going to be working on uh, you know the we have a huge backlog of repairs because we just don't have enough resources to that so we're allocating that those uh, that second crew there that funding came from the uh, initiative we started last year of the uh, crew bringing engineering in-house we were spending about 500,000 on external consulting engineering and now we're able to do that in-house with our existing staff really a change in focus of what we did to some degree and then that allows us to take those resources and put them to the cast iron programs. And well, certainly to the water main system, we've got to get those repairs fixed. This is affects people, and so customer service wise, it's not uh, you know we need to we need to get those out of the way. And then the the plan is that that crew will then become a capital replacement crew. And then again, you know, with all the all the work that we're doing to focus on the cast iron program, we should see some pretty rapid progress over the next five years. In addition to some of these projects you mentioned, it's really also tied into, again, uh, what's been established, you know, through through the city, through our strategic leadership team and yourself is continuing to find ways to find more efficiencies and, and, and doing the right processes to, to look ahead and, and, and get things done in an efficient manner and provide that enhanced customer service. Well, it's a great point because, again, one of the guidelines that we established is that we should, you know, we should make the absolute best use of resources that we have. And that doesn't mean doing the same thing over and over and over again. Sometimes it takes a look at how we do things and is there a better way? Can we get you know bigger bang for our buck? We know, I mean, that those funds we manage on behalf of the taxpayers. And so we need to find the best possible use of those. And sometimes we have to be creative. We have to be courageous and come up with new ideas and new initiatives and find better ways of spending that money. Um, you know, it's it's hard to get new money, and it's really if we can find better ways, like we're doing with bringing engineering in house, that's a half million dollars that, in essence, we're able to put to the water main program from existing funds. In my mind, that's a way better use of funds, and I think that's what the taxpayers expect us to do, and our customers expect us to do is make the absolute best use of the funds that we have. So uh, budget deliberations will start Monday night, November 18th in council chambers at 5.30. A third party groups that receive funding from the city will be uh, presenting that night. So we invite uh, the public to come if they want. Uh, by all means, come to council chambers and watch the budget deliberations. It's, it's, it's your money. This is your, this is your process to watch over. Absolutely. And uh, again, the budget's online, so please take a look. We've, you know, we've done a lot of work. Finance has done a, you know, a tremendous job. We put a, a, a new budget guidelines together. We put it into policy. 
and our budget right now is you know it's it's really lean it's uh it provides the information people need to be able to understand what we're doing but it doesn't overdo it and you know we're down I think our previous budgets were five, six hundred pages. We're down to about 130 and 140 pages. It has the information that that is believed that people can make decisions upon and based. And then, of course, we will be there. We have all the backup information. None of these figures come out of thin air. I mean, there's always some there's justification, and we can quantify what the money is for. It's just it's not all in the budget book itself because I mean there's source documents that massive amounts of reports and engineering reports and all sorts of reports that guide what we're doing. You know, again, this is very clearly a planned process that takes the best event, makes best use of our funds. Um, and uh, ensures that we are providing the services that people expect and want. Uh, we know that, you know, things like arenas and snow removal and streetlights and police and fire and parks and playground programs, those are things that people want and expect in Moose Jaw. And so we're going to provide it in the best possible fashion. Jim Pufo, City Manager, uh, explaining the, the 2020 proposed budget, which, uh, as Jim mentioned, you can find it online right now at moosejaw.ca. And uh, please, again, join us uh, for budget deliberations. They start November 18th, 5.30 in Council Chambers at City Hall. Jim, thanks for your time. It is absolutely my pleasure, as always. Thanks again to City Manager Jim Pufault. And remember, budget deliberations start November 18th, 5.30 p.m., City Council Chambers, second floor of City Hall. You're invited. I'm Craig Hemingway, and thank you for listening to The Notorious Jawcast.